Welcome to Arcade Attack. A retro gaming podcast for up to four players. Welcome to this week's Arcade Attack podcast. I'm here, Adrian, as your host, and I'm joined by Kev. Hello. And Keith. Hello. And Rob. Hello. Today's show, I want to talk about a certain video game on the Nintendo 64, a console that I feel doesn't always get the the praise it deserves. I think people forget about it a little bit these days. And the game I want to focus on today really is one of my favorite racing games, now, the racing genre, I would say, is not really up there uh, for me personally as my top sort of areas of gaming. I'm more of a adventure player, RTS sort of player, point and click. Um, I like a good sports game now and then. But racing, there's only been a few games that's really sort of uh, tickled my fancy over the years, really got me properly hooked. Um, but one of them is, is definitely one today I want to talk about, which is Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um before I start witting on about it, Rob, have you got any views or comments early early doors about good old Diddy Kong? Not a massive fan. <laughs> oh. Why is Rob here oh, again? <laughs> Keith, any any never played it. Never played it. So that's you know that's I know that Kev's Kev Kev, Kev, Kev is my right hand man to that. Come I'm on, sure. Kev, help us out. <laughs> no chance. No, never played it. <laughs> ah, there you go. Excellent. So it's gonna be literally about to learn. an hour or so of me wittering, I think, yep. today, but it should be Which is all fun. Right, so I had my N64, um, took me ages to save up for it, I bought it with my own money, I was quite proud of myself, first console I bought with my own money, uh, had had a couple of real classic games, what what are the two sort of big games I had early days? Anyone Mario remember? 64. Hmm? Mario 64. No, never actually owned that, believe it what? or not. Um, Was that Mario, Mario Kart 64 or Mario Kart? Obviously Zelda, Obviously you keep on going on about <laughs> it. Obviously Zelda Ocarina of Time, that's a given, that, that's... That's the game I put many, many... What's the other one? GoldenEye? Yes, of course. Oh, okay. Do you know what? I think actually for a while, they were the only real two... Well, I say real. I think the only two games I had for a good good chunk of time, maybe mm. even a year. You know, a good... But well, hey... They, they weren't cheap. They weren't cheap. N64 games are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And do you know what? They are two very good games. Let's be, let's be oh, yeah. very it's blunt about it. not bad two to start with. Really, really good. Now, I was thinking that I need a new game to add this collection. I've got a hankering for something a bit new. And, you know, I love the N64 because it's four-player... Uh, it's got four player ab- uh, availability and it was um i thought to myself let's 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 try something a bit different let's go for a racing game let's let's pick up the latest mario kart 64 yeah i like where this is which, going which yeah. would be a good good wise investment and yep. choice yeah but obviously i realized that n64 games weren't cheap i had to make the right investment 
And but I, I have to say, Mario Kart 64 was the big game in my head. I like the original on the snares. Let's be honest, brilliant game. And the reviews for Mario Kart 64 were pretty good, mm-hmm. not bad. I wouldn't say amazing, but pretty good. But then, so so what what stopped you? Well, I did a bit of research, didn't I? Mm. I, I looked at the magazines, checked out what was going on a bit in, in in the real world, and a new game had just entered the market. A certain game called Diddy Kong Racing. And I'll tell you what, most of the reviews I read, and most of the things I read uh, from the games magazines were saying, Diddy Kong's better. It, it is better in this. It's better than that. It, 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 it's Mario Kart 64 what it should be. So I thought to myself, how dare you? <laughs> so I thought to myself, I'm not really a huge Donkey Kong fan. I prefer Mario Kart characters, but I'm going to take a bit of a gamble, aren't I? I'm going to go for Diddy Kong. You do love to be random. I do, actually. It's my middle name. Um, I should point out that Adrian is saying all this about a foot away from my face, staring (laughs) directly at me. (laughs) He's trying to wind you up, Rob. Do you know what, though? I've since played Mario Kart 64. Uh, Obviously, I've played a lot of uh, Diddy Kong Racing, and I don't regret my decision, Rob. I really think I made the right purchase. There'll be some people right now screaming at me, going, Adrian, you're you're an idiot, and I'm sure Rob would would like to do that right now, but he's not allowed. (laughs) He's, he's been held back as we speak. But you know what? I'm going to try and explain why Diddy Kong Racing should be, and you know, is in some quarters, but should be really deemed as one of the most important kart racing games ever made. Wow. I go for it. Yeah. Let's go. Let's, let's talk a bit about the game. Let's say how it was first released and let's get a bit of a background and we'll get into the real nuts and bolts. So Diddy Kong Racing was developed and published by Rare for the Nintendo 64. Now, Rare... Amazing company, right? We have to, we all agree with that. Mm-hmm. Especially in the early days, they made some real, real top classic games. Yeah, they had a great run of, what, three or four years? I would probably say a little bit longer than that, but they did have a good sort of golden period, yeah. and definitely Diddy Kong was in that, in that area. It was released on the 21st of November 1997 in Japan and Europe, and the 24th of November in North America. So free, if you're in North America, you had to wait three extra days, believe oh. it or not. Um, the game is set in Timbers Island. Da, 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 and revolves around Diddy Kong and his friends' attempts to defeat the intergalactic pig wizard antagonist Wiz Pig. <laughs> Man, pigs really get a raw Wiz deal in these games, don't they? Yeah, they do, they're is. always the villains. Uh, it looks like it, doesn't it? Uh, the, the way to defeat this pig wizard is through winning a series of races. And the player can take control of any of the featured characters throughout the game. And there's quite a few characters, actually. We'll come to those later. There are five worlds in total, four uh, racetracks each, and the ability to drive a car, hovercraft, or pilot an aeroplane. Now, oh, I'm sorry, okay. that, already, that already takes things to another level for me. The, does, the, yeah. You know, three potential vehicles, which I know is kind of commonplace now in, in, in quite a few sort mm. of racing games. But back then, if you wanted to drive around a track, so go kart or something. So this is possibly the first kart game. With that is, I would. I think it is. I think it's the yeah. first kart game with with multiple vehicle hmm. choices. Can I can I ask? Uh, was it the same track for? You could choose whatever vehicle for whatever track. It's a good or question. Was... Yeah, most tracks you can choose all three vehicles. There are certain tracks where you can only choose the hovercraft and the aeroplane, for example, or yeah. or the hovercraft and and uh, the the car, the cart. But basically, yeah, most tracks. Okay, no, different, no, good. and that means there's different uh, pathways, there's different shortcuts. Other, it's very interesting. No, it's good. So it wasn't like there was a flying track and there was a hovercraft no. track. And, no, no, no. no. In most, so I was going to say micro machines. It, yeah, good shout. Micro machines, another good game, and he had to have certain vehicles for each track. But this, this opened it up. This opened many different ways. Like I said, different, different shortcuts, etc. Um, 
here we go. Development of the game began after the release of Killer Instinct 2. So we, we do like Killer Instinct here, don't we? I can't say I played the sequel. No. No, but it's another, another rare, another yeah. you know, top game from Rare. And do you know what? Originally, this, when they first started work on Diddy Kong Racing, it was intended to be a real-time strategy game known, known as Wild Cartoon Kingdom. Okay. How random is that? They went a bit on a tangent there. Then. Just a bit. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. But as, as time pro- uh, progressed, uh, the game shifted from a Walt Disney sort of influenced sort of racing game. Um, that, that, that's how it sort of turned into later on to a unique title known, named Pro Am 64. Now, have you heard of Pro Am before? RC Pro Am? Definitely rings a bell. Yeah. It's an old rare game. It's one of the first games ever made on the, on the NES, I believe. Mm. So it's a really, it, you know, it's a property they owned before. They, they thought they'd just bring it back, rejuvenate it, make it sort of N64 graphics. And at this time, Nintendo had no involvement whatsoever. Now, okay. when I mentioned Pro-Am, we didn't get much response. So, it, you know, I think it was a respected game, but... Was it like a super off-road kind of game? Was it, it yeah. one of those? Yeah, one of those sort of... Isometric racing isometric. games. Isometric. I think you, you drove sort of remote control yeah, cars okay. but yeah I think that's that's the kind of vein yeah, of it. Yeah. but it wasn't a huge brand but they thought we own this we might mm-hmm. as well get it going but due to the, the delays in Banjo-Kazooie another very very good game by Rare you know and again I'm sure I'll do a podcast on that in the future they because of this big delay Rare felt they needed a much stronger a much stronger game uh, you know it's, instead of making this small sort of sort of racing game we need a much bigger game to attract a much wider audience so they actually they, 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 they must have worked around the clock. Um, but they were really, really hard and they made the big decision to change things uh, into, and use the character Diddy Kong. Very interesting. So they could have used uh, Donkey Kong apparently, but they quite liked the, uh, finding a bit more about this younger sort of character. And also Donkey Kong was already in a very good racing game on the N64. <laughs> Adrian. It's a good point. <laughs> it's a valid it's point. A good point. It's a valid point. I've got I've got a uh, bit of information here which I can't confirm. It's there's different th- people got different theories about this. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you both. Um, I think one 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 reason why they chose Diddy Kong, one reason why they sort of opened it up into that that vein was apparently Miyamoto actually saw it originally, and they, obviously they worked closely with Rare Nintendo, and they said, well, why don't you just expand? Why don't you bring Diddy Kong into it? Why don't you bring the Nintendo universe a bit into it as well? Um, that that I can't verify that. Another sort of thing is it just sort of evolved organically they said mm. well look we've, we've we've worked on Donkey Kong before let's bring in one of those characters they spoke to Nintendo after that but again I don't know for certain so if anyone knows please let me know please comment and let me know what, how it really went down it was a huge 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 critical you know really really well received game after it was released the graphics the audio the gameplay were, were very very highly praised uh, a few minor criticisms, which I'll talk about later, but generally, it was a massive game, a huge game. Um, how many copies do you think it sold over its uh, lifespan? It's a big seller. Is it? It's a big seller. Five million. That's a very close guess, and it, I've got 4.8 here. Wow. 4.8. Wow. And that makes it the eighth biggest selling game on the N64. So it's okay. in the top ten. Ooh, we're going to take guess what the other seven are going to be? I don't have that list on me, I'm afraid. Oh, I think <laughs> jointly we could come up. I think, fairly, yeah, sorry. I think Mario, Zelda, GoldenEye, Mario Kart, obviously four. I think that's a fair shout. I think probably Zelda two. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah Majora's Mask. Yeah. So how many is that? Five. That's five. And then um, other two. Possibly Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo Perfect Dark. Banjo-Kazooie yeah, is sold well. Perfect Dark, definitely. Yeah. I think those two then. So, by Possibly. comparative, do we know what Mario Kart sold? I don't have that information on me, I'm afraid. 
Sorry. More. Possib- yeah. Possibly <laughs> more. I would, I, hey, more doesn't mean better. All right. More doesn't <laughs> mean better. I didn't say it did. Right. I know um, Dylan's a big fan of this, but he's not here right now. But he will, when he listens to this, he'll love this. I've got the back of the box. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah, the back. Yeah, yeah. Of, I love looking at the back of the box. I love seeing <laughs> what they write on the back of the box. You ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. This will introduce the story a bit more and give us a little feel about the game. And maybe this is what twisted my arm this 20 odd years ago. I might have read this the back of the paragraph. box. Change you ready? Well, Keith, are you ready for this? Timber the Tiger's parents picked a fine time to go on vacation. When they come back, they're going to be faced with an island trashed by the spiteful space buddy Whizpig, unless the local animals can do something about it. So join Diddy Kong as he teams up with Timber the Tiger, Pipsy the Mouse and Taj the Genie in an epic race and adventure unlike anything you've ever experienced before. This unique game blends adventure and racing like no other game. Roam anywhere you want on the island by car, plane, or hovercraft. An enormous amount of single-player and multiplayer modes. What do you reckon of that? I'm struggling not to laugh. <laughs> it, it makes it sound like there's a lot more to it than your average car racer. I'll give you that. You know what? Yeah, but you can't literally explore the island in real time in the game. You Incorrect. Tracks. Oh. Incorrect. Actually, there's a lobby, which is basically the whole island. And you can roam around as you feel free. What I mean is it's not the main gameplay. It's between tracks. True. That is a a valid point. However, around the island, the lobby, whatever you want to call it, there are hidden balloons and a few extra little bonus tasks to do. But Rob, I'll give you that. The the actual racing element is uh, around the the tracks. However, saying that, you can do special uh, special races in the lobby area against, I think, the Taj, the Genie as well. But... Valid point, but it's the first racing game where you were given that freedom. Okay, there was a lot of extra freedom, which I loved. I thought this is amazing. Just do whatever you want. Just and I used to muck about on the island. And, can, can I ask? Does yeah. that storyline really tie in with the gameplay? Yes. Um, well, I've got. Can I give you a bit more about the plot? And the yeah, plot will do. tie in very nicely to the gameplay. And it should answer your nice. question. Nice. So a bit more. So Timber the Tiger's parents go on holiday, as we know, and they lead their son in charge of the island they are they are on, leaving him with his friends to organise a race. Mm. <laughs> their enjoyment is derailed when an evil intergalactic pig wizard named Whizpig arrives at, at Timber's island and attempts to take it over after having conquered his own planet's racetracks. Is that why there were no <laughs> trains in here? Possibly. He turns the the island's four guardians, Tricky the Triceratops, Bubbler the Octopus, Bluey the Walrus, and Smokey the Dragon into his henchmen. So he's got some big powers, this Whizpig. Ah, Drumstick the Rooster. He must be the big, like the Fonz. (laughs) I look at him as like the Fonz, actually. He's like the cool guy on the island. There's a bit of trouble going down. Rooster the, the, Drumstick the Rooster steps up. He's the best racer on the island, FYI. And he says... (laughs) I'm going to take on Whizpig. I'm going to defeat these people. But he actually fails the challenge. Oh. And he's actually transformed into a frog by Whizpig's black magic. <laughs> so the only solution left uh, available to the island's inhabitants is to, is to defeat Whizpig in an elaborate series of races that involves cars, hovercrafts, and aeroplanes. So you can't play as Drumstick the Rooster yet, but he is an unlockable character. And he is the best character in the game. When she, so once is this after left. you've saved him and he's turned back into a rooster? That's right. Okay. That's right. And it's see, I like that. You know, you have to almost save your friend as well. Um, yeah, if you manage to complete all of Wispick's challenges and confront Wispick himself, you, you get to race him and defeat him. So there really is significantly more storyline than Mario got. 
Well, I would say Mario Kart doesn't have a story. Yeah, oh, I agree. I think the word you're looking for is need. <laughs> but then, you know, Rob, it adds layers to this game. And fundamentally, it's a racing game. It's a good racing game. But the extra story, I think, is a good bonus. I think there's no harm in it. I don't think it. I think it adds to it. Doesn't distract it. Does it make it linear? No, anyway. because in, you can choose two player, four player, three player, or one player, and you can choose whatever tracks you want. I think it, it, the, the better you do, you can unlock more more tracks when you when you progress in the story. Truthfully, but generally, once you unlock those tracks, you can play them like any old any old Mario Kart game. Just select them. Look, here's my thing. Like I had an N64 at the time. I bought two games to start off with, like you did, and those two games are Golden Eye and Mario Kart. And like you, I read the kind of reviews of Diddy Kong yep. Racing. I just thought, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Better than Mario Kart? I've got to check this out. I've got a few and quotes later from a few respected magazines. Well, do you want to... I can go back into it. I can go into it later on if that's easier. Uh, we, well, yeah, if you want. Do you want it? We'll save that for yeah, later. Okay. okay well, I'll give you a few reviews. I've tried to be a bit... You know, I've tried to look at both sides of the coin. Then uh-huh. you can check. Okay. Is, that, is that all right, Rob? Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people at home... It's an interesting debate, actually. They are, they are similar games. Let's be honest. They're similar games. But I do think Diddy Kong's got that little edge to it. And I think the story mode is one of those edges. And I've got a few bullet points why I think it's better. Yeah, and go I, for I, it. No, Rob, I'll, I'll hear you out later. We'll have a fair discussion, I'm, I'm sure. So anyway, if you if you can save drumstick and you t- you turn him back into that rooster, uh, you get you, 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 Whizpick. I think flies away in his, his spaceship, his his home planet, Future Funland. If you're interested, um, and uh, you can finally face him in one final challenge. Uh, you, you travel, you, you travel there um, to Future Funland. But actually, I, I never actually got there. I have to say, as a kid, I never actually unlocked the last uh, air, the last tracks. Which are not, you know, it's a tough game. So, uh, by comparison, Rob, did you complete Mario Kart many times? I don't know what this says about the games, but it's well, an interesting. Well, I'll tell you where I got to later because I've actually got the uh, original cartridge in my hand right now as a kid, and I can tell you where I got to, and and I, I and I'm still crying inside that I never completed it. But anyway, um, there's still time. <laughs> exactly. Um, but there you go. The characters: Timber the Tiger, good old Diddy Kong, Conquer the Skrill. Ah, uh, see what? Yeah, we know who Conquer the Skrill is. Oh. Who else is in the game? I should have asked. Any other characters you know that's in this game? I don't know. It's actually it was actually the start of many ga- characters that later went on to, in their own games or spin-offs. Oh, okay. So we've had obviously Conquer, Conquer the Skrill, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, which is a, a good game apparently. It's quite rare now, isn't it? It's quite rare. And that wasn't a pun. Sorry, Banjo the Bear. <laughs> Who's Banjo? Where's Banjo from? Banjo Kazooie. Boom, correct. Crunch the Kremlin. Crunch the Kremlin. Yeah. Kremlins don't get enough, do they, in these video games? But he's he's represented here. What's a Kremlin? Do you mean Kremlin? From... No, Kremlin. It's like a small crocodile, isn't it? Kremlin. I don't know. And we're not talking about anything to. No, I was just speaking of the building. No, no, I've, yeah. I've got a feeling Kremlin's like a, a small sort of shrunk down sort of crocodile. Wow, I believe so. Yeah. Tit. Up, sorry, I almost swore then. Tipped up the turtle, <laughs> a bit of a tongue Tipped twister. Um, Pipsy the mouse and Bumper the badger. They're the playable okay. characters. Obviously, later you can get Drumstick and Taj. I like Taj, an Indian elephant like Genie. He resides. You see him walking around the island. He can talk to him. And and one of my favourite characters, TT the stopwatch as well. And you can do time trials. So you can do. There's a lot. There's lots of bonus stuff you can do in the island. Um, oh, here we go. I've got some information about follow-up games that the, these characters have been in. So Diddy Kong, we know we know who that is. The monkey from the Donkey Kong series. He was first shown in 1994. So Rare really yeah. just brought him up as the main character. Banjo the Bear, obviously Banjo Kazooie, tipped up 
was also also in uh, the Banjo Kazooie uh, Kazooie series, Conquer the Skrill, Conquer's Bad Fur Day, and here we go, Crunch is a Kremlin, who is an antagonist of the Donkey Kong Country series. Oh. Is yeah, so he was actually from Donkey Kong sixty four, um, and Tricky the Triceratops, one of the non playable bosses, he's actually in Star Fox Adventures uh, as well. Oh. So a lot of these characters yeah, yeah. are brought back. Or, or being resurrected from old games, which I quite liked, actually. I think that's quite clever. Hmm. Um, but would you buy any of those games just because they're a Lily character? Again, I, I'm not a huge Donkey Kong fan. I'll put my hands up. I, you know, it's not really a game I've ever really properly got into and enjoyed. Um, but Banjo-Kazooie, one of the reasons I wanted to play Banjo was I knew that he was in... Uh, I played it. I played him in Diddy Kong Racing. And this Banjo-Kazooie is a very, very good game. You know what this reminds me of? Tell him. Saturday Night Live. Whenever there's like a really weak Saturday Night Live cast, and yet they keep trying to build films around like the minor cast characters, even though they aren't really good enough to carry those films. Ooh, that burns. This is like a game with loads of David Spades and Chris Farley's in. <laughs> Are you talking like a Grown Ups 2 sort of film? Oh. I'm like saying that maybe Diddy Kong is the Will Ferrell of this group. And that maybe... Um, <laughs> if Conker was right here now, I know what it would say to you. It'd be, be swearing to yeah, it wouldn't be polite. For, <laughs> <to fur> <laughs> Look, I think that's a bit mean because I think these characters do have personality. I think Diddy Kong, if it was just a linear racing game, you wouldn't be able to get to know the personality as much. But as it's got, it's got an adventure around it, a bit of a story behind it, I think it, it gives them a little bit more sort of depth than you might realise, Rob. I do. And I think they're explored later on in some future games. And some of those games I've listed uh, were very well respected. I can't, I haven't, I haven't played all of them. Um, but why not? If you've got a character, explore that character more. That's my view. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> gameplay. You see the looks these two are giving Gameplay. It's pretty so, intense. I'm kind of wondering if uh, Rob's <laughs> love for Mario Kart and defense of Mario Kart actually means that he doesn't like Diddy Kong. Or, I don't think Rob really needs to defend Mario Kart though it's great no 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 he doesn't but is he taking this as an assault on Mario Kart and therefore disliking Diddy Kong on principle no, look, look like I'll go into this later on yeah I've got some views about the Mario Kart series which we can chip in yeah uh, but we'll save that Kev come at me bro stop, stop <laughs> right your purpose is just I'll go and get the gloves we'll be back shortly <laughs> gameplay 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 so obviously you can choose one of eight characters. You've got access to three different vehicles, car, hovercraft, and aeroplane. Now, did you guys have a personal favourite? I know you, you haven't Never really played, played the game. Never played it. But just who in that list? Surely that does interest you, right? I, I yeah, kind of I like that idea. Yeah. I kind I like of I'm sad there were no trains, but they all got derailed, right? But if there was trains, you couldn't How really do you race s- trains, you just follow each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad there's not trains. Can you imagine? Um, Moving on. <laughs> the car is the all-round vehicle, okay, basically. It's it's the slowest on surfaces, such as sand and water, but it's the all-round kind of in the middle. The hovercraft is obviously designed for both sand and water areas, um, but it lacks an acceleration and manoeuvrability. So okay. it, 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 they actually steer. It does steer like a hovercraft. It's got mm. a kind of floaty feel to it. It kind of edges right and left a bit more than maybe it should nice. do. Whereas the car is a typical car sort of vehicle. The aeroplane, it, it can access all aerial areas. So it's good at acceleration and manoeuvring. However, it is quite slow. So it's, it goes at sort of steady speed. Mm. Uh, but you can, you, you can, you can, it just opens up the whole level. I mean, that must be very difficult to program. You can fly around in proper 3D. 
So can you uh, take more shortcuts with the plane? Or is it, uh, Again, what I'm saying is certain areas, so that there might be a cave, but the cave is obviously, it goes from like a river, so only the hovercraft really get there. Yeah, some aer- aeroplanes could probably fly. It, it depends how high the sort of caves are. Aeroplanes can go into certain areas. They certainly get to higher areas. If that makes sense. But so, so I suppose what I'm asking is: is the path of the aeroplane still quite a defined path that you have to follow? It is still a defined path. There is the odd areas where only the plane can get to it, and I think all vehicles can access certain different areas that others can't. It's a unique route. So that's good. Yeah, and if it's a four-player game and everyone's got different vehicles. Loads of crazy stuff going on on each one of the screen, do you know? And you can easily take, well, not easily, but it's possible to take people over at different points. There you go. Um, yeah, each racetrack has a set of boosters known as zippers. Zippers, believe it or not. And they temporarily boost your player's speed as well as featuring uh, regenerating balloons of various colours that provide power-ups. So I, the power-ups in this game aren't as good as Mario Kart 64. I was going to say that, but... But there are still power-ups, and these power-ups are in the form of balloons. Okay. What's quite clever, though, is if you pick up a power-up in Diddy Kong Racing, let's imagine, you, I think it's a red balloon. I've got more detail later. If you pick up a red balloon, you get a rocket, basically a, a, a green shell. Yeah. If you pick up two red balloons in a row, so if you, if you save your balloon and you mm-hmm. pick up another one later, you get a heat-seeking heat missile. Nice. And I think if you get three shells, and that's, that's you just... Staying back, not using your power-ups. If you get free, I think it gives you like even an even more powerful rocket. Does that make sense? So it's a little bit more strategy in that up. sense. Yeah. Overall, though, I do think the power-ups are... They're not as... They're, they're a rip-off of Mario Kart, most of them, truthfully. Extra speed. The shells, obviously. Uh, they they got a force field, which is quite clever. But what I quite like about it is you can be strategic. Do I use it straight away or do I try and save them up? Uh, and obviously, if you say if you get one red shell, then a green shell, it go, you don't power up any further. It goes, mm. it sort of restarts itself. So I like that. I think that's quite clever. Um, but if I had to choose, I do think the Mario Kart power ups are a bit more original. Um, yeah, so there are five different types of balloons. Red, blue, green, yellow, and rainbow. So red balloons grant missiles. Um, blue balloons grant a speed boost. Yellow balloons grant shields. Green balloons grant deployable traps. And rainbow balloons grant a magnet ability that brings the player closer to the nearest racer. So again, if you pick up multiple balloons of the same color, the power-ups will be upgraded to a more powerful version. So if you pick up uh, multiple balloons of different colours, do you still get to the ability does to it use just, each yeah, of them? Does it I've, just replace So I've just got it here, actually. Or? It's a total of two upgrades, sorry, not three, so oh. two. So two's the maximum upgrade. So if you get, if you get a red and a blue, you just get the, the earliest... Uh, so the, you still get to use the red and the blue power-ups, but you, just individually that, at that minimal level? No, it will replace it. So it's up to you if yeah, you want. So it. you can only kind of hold one. At so you can only hold. Okay. Yeah, hold one. Of them. And later on in future in future Mario Kart games, I don't think it was in Mario Kart sixty four. You can actually hold two yeah. items, can't you? Later mm. on, I think that was bought in in the Wii version. But again, I'm not completely sure. It might okay. be might be double dash actually. And these power ups are they are they random? Do you know what you're getting, or do you have to? They're, well, obviously the different color balloons to aim for. Okay, so you can choose. You can aim. To yeah, get... you, you obviously race over the balloons. So they're in front of the tracks. So you, yeah, you, so it's not like the question marks in Mario Kart. Oh, no, you don't no, know no. You know what you're getting. You yeah. know what you're getting. No, fair enough. All good, all good. Um, so, uh, in adventure mode, players control the racer of their choice. So you choose, I mean, it's the eight, uh, so eight characters at the start, and that pl- that's who you, you, you progress through the story. Um, so there's five interconnected worlds. Dino Domain, Snowflake Mountain, Sherba Island, Dragon Forest, and obviously Future Funland. So each world contains four racetracks 
an unlockable boss battle, battle stage, uh, yeah, a race against the boss character, and a trophy challenge as well with all f- four racetracks. So there's a lot. Each sort of world has a lot of races, different time challenges and so forth. Very clever. How big is this island meant to be? It's pretty big. It is pretty big, you know, but you're, you're zipping around quickly in your vehicles. You can easily this, get through it. This is an island with like tigers and triceratopses and like gorillas and all kinds of different things on all different kind of microclimates. Yeah. Um, but I like it. I'd like to live there, actually. <laughs> <laughs> like an ultra Easter island. Yeah. Uh, do, do you know I mean, Galapagos Islands. It, it does feel that way. And it's nice graphics. It's nice colors. And like I said, just that's how you choose your world. You drive around to the right world. So if you want to go to, um, well, if you, if you want to go to, um, Sherbert Island, for example, you might have to sort of fly there originally. You might have to choose your vehicle, fly there, for example. Um, I like it. There's a lot of different tracks and the boss battles are quite clever as well. It's basically you're racing against this huge boss. And you have to get, it's usually get to the top or the end first, obviously, but it's a bit different because they can stomp over you, can crush you, and you have to maneuver around these massive bosses quite cleverly. So again, something that Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong uh, can't boast. Something a bit different, Mm. different, different thing to do. So flying between the worlds, do you find that, um, delays gameplay because that's one of the things I always find is you know with a racing game or something like that you want that instant grab you're straight into it good question and if you've Um, got a drive I would say one player mode yes I suppose it can be a little bit frustrating if you if you in a kind of rush but in two player mode you can you skip all that lobby thing and you just choose what track you want and where does that make sense okay fair enough yeah yeah Um, and also actually just to give the game a bit more longevity I know again I know um, Mario Kart does as well but it has some uh, death matches as well battle modes so it has, a, it has two death match maps and a capture the flag style battle as well so again quite an interesting sort of things for your mates to play I used to play it's called capture the flag but I believe you have to get the eggs uh, and put them into the nest and it's quite a bit of fun actually I used to play that quite a lot with my friends when I used to pop around like my mate Dave that lived on, <laughs> on Edgar Road we used to play it often um, yeah so during the challenges on the different tracks uh, you can find lots of balloons. Uh, so it's very, like you said earlier, um, okay, very similar to the item boxes. Um, so again, yeah, we spoke about already actually. Ah, bananas. There are bananas. What do you reckon the bananas represent in, in the racetracks? I think they're just things, I wish I'd played this more recently. I think they're like kind of coins, rings that, don't really represent okay. that much unless you collect a lot of them. Good. They're very similar to coins. I think coins in Maricot give you a quick speed boost, don't they? Whereas bananas, if you collect them, the player, you're able to increase your top speed of your vehicle until the banana counter reaches 10. Mm-hmm. After that, the bananas do not affect the vehicle any further. So, but if you get hit, you lose all your bananas. So there's an incentive to try and get 10 bananas in a row. It just gives you a quicker speed, which I think is quite clever. Um, Gold balloons. Now, I haven't spoke about these yet. Gold balloons are very, very important. They're, they're the things that help you unlock the, the levels, really. Uh, you must collect them to unlock different courses. After winning a race, Taj will give uh, the player one a gold balloon. There is a total of 47 balloons. 43 of them are earned free races. I think the other uh, random bits are, not, uh, are hidden around the lobby. So I used to have a lot of oh, fun so just trying to find, find them, yeah. secret areas. So there's four, 47 is a weird number, though, isn't it? You think they're trying to make it up to 50, hmm. wouldn't you? But 47 gold balloons, that's how you complete the game, really. If you want to complete the game fully, you need to get all 47. Now, 
I <laughs> have got many? a lot of gold balloons. Uh, but I, like I said, I didn't have enough to get to the final land. How oh. many balloons, golden balloons, do you think I got? And I put some serious hours into this game. So I, I'm not, well, I'm kind of proud of this, but probably could have got more. 35. I was going to say 36. So I was going to say 25. I, you know what? Kev's got it spot on. It's 36. Oh, wow. Oh, 36 good. Good, gold balloons. And I was playing good. it desperately earlier today before we met up. I thought, I need to try and get one more. Kev <laughs> did that old like, uh, game show trick. We waited for one person to say something, then did literally <laughs> one above. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I heard no buzzer going in. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't hear no buzzer, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, thirty-six. I mean, I'm still thirty-six. I'm, st- I'm still lacking eleven. Um, I, I, you know what? I played the game again recently in pre- in preparation for this, and I, I'm going to go back to it, and I'm going to try and get. I'm tr- going to try and unlock the final level. You know, I've seen I've seen clips of the final. It's really good, like futuristic. I'm up for it, but thirty-six ain't too bad. And do you know what? I, I'm not really a racing sort of guy. It's not really my forte. I think if someone who's really good at kart games and racing games, they're probably be able to finish his game not easily but they would have more chance than me but I'm proud of myself 36, 36 gold balloons there you go so what haven't you unlocked um, by not getting the what, yeah I've looked at, I looked at it a bit today. it's the final level the final area you need to and again if you want to get all balloons you have to finish the time trials and stuff you have to do the boss levels and there's a lot of extra there's a lot of ways you have to get the coin how many look. more do you need to unlock the last level do you know uh, I don't know top of my head oh. if I'm being honest I don't know there's also wish keys Wish keys. There are four wish keys hidden throughout the adventure mode, and uh, getting them can unlock four player challenge levels. There is one in each of the four regular worlds. There you go. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, again, there's challenge levels as well, special challenges that can be found f- found throughout the, f- the four main worlds. Uh, each of these worlds have one challenge level matching the theme of the world, and they can be unlocked by finding keys throughout certain racetracks. Um, by winning on a challenge... The player can obtain a part of the TT amulet. Each level is different in its appearance and task it offers the player. Right, so let's talk a bit more about the development of Diddy Kong Racing. I mentioned it a bit before, uh, a bit more to add to it actually. So obviously Rare, they've just released Killer Instinct 2. Um, they were split, actually they split the team in at Rare to make Killer Instinct Gold for the N64 and a new racing game. That's what they pitched, a new racing game. But like I said, guys, like the first, the really earliest conception Diddy Kong Racing was a real-time strategy game. So I don't quite understand mm. how it moved into a racing game. Um, and the people, the four main people that worked on this game was Chris Stamper, uh, Lee Musgrave, Rob Harrison, and Lee Shunman. Um, but yeah, it, it, it got influenced by Walt Disney. So I guess that was... Took on the you know the more sort of cuddly look of the feel of the game, and sort of cartoony sort of film. And again, they they were going to use the pro am uh, intellectual property. So they they had they had one in their their books already, a, a relatively popular NES game. And they thought, well, let's just use that again and bring it to the N sixty four. So I'm intrigued. Did development start? Post um, Mario Kart or pre Mario Kart? Uh, do you know what? I, uh, it says here in June 1997 the game was altered to Pro Am 64, so I guess that's when it properly first started t- taking its real shape. And when did okay. Mario Kart come out then? It came out before. I think it definitely came out before Diddy Kong Racing was released. So I was just wondering was... if it came out long enough before the <laughs> before the development. Yeah, oh yeah, because I'm kind of intrigued as to how that influenced mm. their um, <coughs> thinking. Their kind of decision to it's especially interesting when Nintendo got involved and says, "Well, why don't mm. you think about maybe using Diddy Kong?" Which I know is it's quite interesting. Is that owned by Nintendo or Rare? 
I'll come to that a little bit later, actually. There's a bit more to that. Before you go on, hmm. quick question. I'm pretty sure there isn't. Is there any? Is there a real-time strategy game on the N64? Uh, I know they've... Know of? Haven't they got Command & Conquer, I think? Exactly what I was thinking. Is it? I, I think wow. so, yeah. I believe there is. Okay, I was just wondering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sorry, there's a question. So, yeah, it, they, they basically said, let's get Pro-Am, turn it into an N64 game, and they were going to feature free-wheeled trikes in contrast to the radio control cars. But with, with Banjo-Kazooie being delayed, they basically said, we need a really top game now. I think that was... I guess the original idea was, let's make... Obviously, Banjo-Kazooie is going to be a big game. We put a few people in this racing game. It's not going to be a huge game. Mm. But with that delay, they so said, we, we need to get a massive game out very soon. And they wanted it out in time for Christmas 1997. So, guys, that is not a huge period, is it? That's, no, quite that's a, a six-month window. window. Yeah. I guess they've got some of the game engine device, I assume, by mm. now. But still, six months. Um, and again, Rare felt that Pro Am 64 did not have a strong enough brand, a strong enough intellectual property to capture the attention, and they changed the license to feature Diddy Kong. I think that was a good decision. I, I agree. I yeah. totally agree. You know, Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, huge names. Not, yeah. not quite... Not quite Mario Brothers, but there's there's a big link there. Diddy Kong hadn't even led his own game yet, had he? I don't think he had. No, but be fair, arguably an asset, and you know, use your assets. Mm. So no, I'm just thinking if you think of other racing games on the N64. Yeah. If they, you know, if they'd gone with that, what have you got? You've got F Zero. Yeah. Um, Cruising USA. That was on the N64 as well, wasn't it? Yeah, no, I'm just know. thinking, and, and you know that was an arcade. Pro Am doesn't really. Yeah, it would have. I know it's get the juice different line, kind of it? racing game, but I think yeah, it probably would have struggled to get noticed. Um, I said earlier, actually, Miyamoto was the man that suggested maybe going with Diddy Kong, but I've got some sort of clashing quotes here from uh, Musgrave, one of the people that was making the game, and he he said, uh, well, he said basically we chose Diddy Kong, ra- well, rather than Diddy Kong, uh, it was one of their choices, and uh, it was a decision which Nintendo enjoyed. So I think they came up with it. And Nintendo liked the idea. So maybe Miyamoto came in a bit later. Um, yeah, once the intellectual property was changed, the team were left to adapt the visual a- aesthetics of the game and packaging before it could be released. Uh, the ultimate ge- uh, goal of the game was to make it run as fast as Mario Kart 64, which actually did prove quite difficult uh, during development uh, as the latter game utilised sprites of characters, whereas Diddy Kong Racing... Uh, used fully 3D models, so it's a fully uh, 3D game, okay. and I think that's one reason you can tell when it's flying the aeroplane. You can, it's really, really quite well done 3D models actually, and it, it, making it as fast as uh, Mario Kart 64 was definitely a challenge. Um, Musgrave later actually uh, attributed the success of its overall project due to the small team. So 14 people worked on this game. And he stated in a uh, 2012 interview that Timber the Tiger would have been the main character of the Pro-Am 64 had it not changed to Diddy Kong Racing. So again, uh, Mm. you know, Timber the Tiger, I know it's his island, but it's not really his game, is it? You know? Didn't get a game afterwards either, did he? I don't think he did, to be fair. No, I mean, I can't. There's a, there's a future game, which I want to talk about a bit later, but he might be in that, to be fair. Um, Reception. Let's talk a bit. Let's get some reviews. So, cool. uh, do you want me to? Uh, I'll read out a few quotes from magazines. Is that right, Rob? And I'll, let, and I'll let you have your say. I know what the reviews were, but go on. Well, yeah, the, the <laughs> game received critical claim upon release. The N64 uh, version holds an aggregate score of 88% at Games Ranking and Metacritic, whereas Mario Kart 64 has a ranking of 87% 
on games rankings and 83% on Met, uh, Metacritic. I thought it would have been higher for both. Yeah, I mean, not, not huge, huge numbers, but one's pipping the other. Yeah. Um, I've got a, uh, this, uh, again, anyone heard of Electronic Playground, Their mag- that magazine before? No. I've only got this quote here because they've given the game 100%. Are you ready for this? <laughs> they've given Diddy Kong Racing 100%. So I had to get it. Is it your personal website, Adrian? <laughs> yeah, electricplayground.com. Check it out. Right, ready for this. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing is a triumph. It is an exquisitely animated, colorish racing game that bubbles over with character and charm. Addictive to the bitter end, in the, sen- in the sense that there has to be an end. If you get to the end. And completely satisfying throughout. This cart, along with the equally superlative, or sorry, superlative, GoldenEye, uh, GoldenEye 007, is proof positive that Rare is indeed the finest video game development company of the year. Ooh. 100%. Uh, the video critic, do we, do we respect their view? Sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> as much as I respect the review of any of you. Uh, the video critic again, a hundred percent. I thought I had to get 100%. these hundred <laughs> percent. Well, Come on. at least give at least give them a chance, Keith. Go on. I mean, can I just say at this point, Rob? This sounds like a pretty good game. <laughs> it does. <laughs> right. So the, the video fact, critic says, perfect. A single player adventure mode lets you unlock tracks to use in the multiplayer modes, and it's madly addictive, but never frustrating. Catching tunes pl- play throughout the races, including a few that would sound like Christmas carols in the snow stages. With exciting racing action that play, places fun over realism, Diddy Kong Racing is a top-notch title for the N64. That doesn't sound like 100% crep, like level praise to me. I know. I, 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 I just used them because I thought that's quite unusual to see 100%. 100%. Can I ask, were the, uh, were the songs that good? They're, they're quite catchy. Quite catchy. They could be used as Christmas carols. <laughs> that's good. We all love Christmas. Right, Nintendo Land. Let's get a bit more real. Nintendo Land, okay? But still... <laughs> high praise 94% now they say the music in this game is also really neat each track is its own unique although in 3 and 4 player there seems to be no music <laughs> the only <What>? thing <laughs> the only ah the, uh, this, is what, this is the most important thing the only thing where Mario Kart 64 outshines a Donkey Kong Racing oh, sorry Diddy Kong Racing is the multiplayer uh-huh. although Diddy Kong Racing is good and has some quite original courses it just doesn't compare to um, Mario Kart 64 <laughs> If you're a fan of Mario Kart, then you will feel right at home with uh, Diddy Kong Racing. It plays very similar to the Fat Plumber's title. (laughs) Overall, I know, right? Overall, this is a brilliant title. (laughs) And what Mario Kart 64 should have been, it has some of the most colourful graphics and sound for one of the earlier N64 titles. Whoa, whoa, should have been? In my opinion, this is better than Mario Kart 64 and would strongly recommend purchasing this this superb title. Okay, I... I've well, had enough can't of this. hold it back anymore. Can I? Can I finish off? I've got a few. No, but <laughs> my reviews get a little bit more criti- critical. And I think that's a little bit fair. Oh, well, just and hang on for hang on for a minute. So, Nintendo Power Magazine, short and sweet. N sixty four games have come a long way in their first year. Diddy Kong Racing is proof of it. Mario Kart owners may overlook it, but they shouldn't. It's very different, and that got eighty six percent. Now that's interesting because they they're almost saying it's a different game. So I think that's a fair comment. Uh, IGN, we do respect IGN. We make this the uh, the final the final quick review here. Diddy Kong Racing is a calculated copy of a game that Nintendo, not Rare, originated. But as is in the case with Rare, the company has that amazing knack of taking an idea and crafting it into something beautiful. 
Diddy Kong Racing is a deep, colourful game with an overly kiddie feel and look, but after a few minutes, you'll be, you'll be compelled with its subtle details. Blissful gameplay and graphics, and the full, rich world that makes Diddy Kong Racing an even better game than Mario Kart. Where are these critical reviews you were talking about? Online, my friends. <laughs> so, Rob, what do you think about those reviews? Fair? <clears throat> you know what? Just listening to you bang on about Diddy Kong Racing and, <laughs> s- and some of those 100% reviews, do you know what it reminded me of? You've got them. It reminded me of someone who passed up the chance to be with their soulmate for more sh- <laughs> to be with someone more sh- with more shallow qualities and just like going, oh, but they're so good looking. They have such a cool job. But you know what? Nothing about the personality. And you know what the personality is in this instance? It's the gameplay. Mario Kart is better than Diddy Kong Racing because of the gameplay. And like, as I was going to say before, I loved Mario Kart, but I read the reviews at the time. There were reviews that said Diddy Kong is better. I could not wait to play it. But then when I played it, I was like, but this just just isn't as good. The handling isn't as good. The power-ups are not as good. Like... And the, as you say, the multiplayer and the battle mode are nowhere near as good as Mario Kart. Yeah, I agree. All the kind of other things are pretty cool, like being able to go around the island, the whole kind of one-player quest thing. It's all pretty cool. But ultimately, once you get down to brass tacks, it does not play as well as Mario Kart 64. Can I can I ask you a question, Rob? Did you uh, you didn't own this game? Did you did you borrow it? Did you just play it around a friend's house? Did you... Um, I did the whole uh, blockbuster rental thing okay. where so how long I would you have it? it for a week or two or three days? Two or three days. So, do you think that's long enough to get a true feel of the game, given that it's more complex than Mario Kart and isn't just a pick up and race? But I'm not talking about the greater reach of the game. I'm talking about the core gameplay. Like, okay, so do you think there's anything that could have been experienced through longer ownership? And I suppose maybe that's a question for Adrian who had it. Is no, it look, something that I'm, grows on you? I'm not denying there's greater depth in that instance for Diddy Kong Racing. I don't even think Diddy Kong Racing is a bad game. It's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. It's a pretty good game. What I'm saying is it doesn't deserve to be elevated to that level. And I still think Mario Kart 64 plays much better, which is why I would argue it's better remembered today than Diddy Kong Racing is. It's certainly, I th- if you look at like the games that came after, I think you can certainly say that Mario Kart 64 has had a deeper influence. I I do get some of your points, Rob. Um, I have to slightly disagree with the gameplay element, though. Okay, I, I actually do think the gameplay on Diddy Kong is, is quite spot on. I think it's one of those games you can pick up and have a quick burst around. And it's quite difficult, but once you put real time into it, and I'm not a big, you know, I'm not a massive racing uh, aficionado, aficionado even. Um, but it's, I think the gameplay is pretty good. The, the handling is pretty good for a racing game. I'm not denying it's pretty good, but it's not great. So, Ooh. I mean, that thing that you said about putting time into it, though, I mean, how much time did you put into it? Because I'm guessing, did it grow on you? Yeah, I put a lot of time, and I played a lot with my friends, uh, my mate Dave and brothers played it, and we would, we would do a lot of the four-player modes. Probably one reason why I didn't get all the golden uh, the golden um, balloons is, is, is more of a multiplayer game for me and my friends, really. Just four-player, having loads of good fun, trying to win the races. It's just quite, quite an addictive game in that sense. Loved it. One thing I think in general that's really interesting about this kind of era of racing game is that obviously this kind of stuff is coming out just after that massive peak arcade racing game thing where we're talking about virtual racing goes into Ridge Racer goes into Daytona goes into Sega Rally 
Exactly. And like those are all kind of really realistic games. Mm-hmm. And But the thing is, it doesn't have really the depth of gameplay that the best kart games do. I mean, especially like, you remember the 16-bit era where the whole game, the whole like aim was to get as realistic a Formula 1 game as you possibly could. And then you actually play these games, like F1, for instance, which makes me like the peak of that. Mm. I think actually, this isn't really that enjoyable a game compared to the other stuff. Like virtual racing, I think was kind of more enjoyable because it yeah. felt more arcadey and more kind of immediate. Daytona goes the next level, like yep. Sega Rally goes the next level to that. And I think you know the progression to these kinds of games was probably inevitable because it kind of, of split off then because you off that period you're talking about. You've then got these kart racing games that suddenly became huge, and then shortly afterwards you got the first Gran Turismo game. So it then kind of branches off into two. So the people that really yeah. want to play a serious, serious yeah. driving game have got that. And, and then, then you get burnout. the cart games, yeah, and burnout and stuff like that later on cater for people that are, you know, not necessarily hardcore driving game fans, but, you know. No, good point. I think it's a fair discussion. And I think it's a bit like, um, I don't know, Pepsi and Coca-Cola, you know, <laughs> they're both, they both got their place. Um, I think they're very different games in the sense, though, unlike, Coco and Pepsi, truthfully. And I wouldn't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I didn't put as much hours into Mario Kart 64. It sounds like the very opposite kind of uh, the way we played the games, Rob. So it might have... I think, you know, we've got nostalgia as well. It's a very nostalgic game for me. It's one of the games... Probably is the third most N64 game I've played in my life after GoldenEye and... Um, and Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time probably is the third most played so I guess is it the third you owned as well I think it was the third mm. I owned but you know they're expensive they're I got a few after pounds. that but uh, you know the N64 so the first three games you owned were the best ones I would say you know for, uh, you know, for, you. for me personally yeah. it, you know I really I really enjoyed it I've got a few bullet points of what I think is better than Mario Kart 64 a few quick bullet points summary points I think the story mode that adds a little layer to it I quite like the boss battles actually I think that's really original I don't know if that's been done since in a kart game so actually having bosses in this game I think it's quite clever um, I like the lobby lots of freedom as in just fly around or just cart around and just muck about really it was just an excuse to just do whatever there's no time limit just to do what you want um, I know you can unlock a lot of characters in future games but that, that was quite new in this so TT and drumstick you get I love the vehicle variety as well. I thought that was very, very clever. Um, and yeah, exploration yielded results. So there's lots of hidden items in the tracks, on the lobby, lots of hidden balloons. Well, um, you can't like compare that. I mean, you can't say it as a normal X plus above Mario Kart when you consider the fact that even like 20 years plus after it's been released, people are still finding secrets in those tracks. Yeah, people right. are still finding kind of glitches and ways you can kind of get above on I, those tracks. I have seen this, yeah. Is a is a glitch the same as a secret though? Or was it an intended glitch or was Ooh, it? Why not? I would slightly the people are still <laughs> playing it uh, to the extent that they're finding these things as well it says a lot about it. Yeah, no. So. I, I yeah. Very good game. I'm not a I think you know, my main gripe with Mario Kart, I think something you kind of touched on earlier for Diddy Kong racing is once you've played a certain amount of time it is a bit easy. I like there to be a more like a bigger difficult like mm. a more difficult difficulty mode in that, and I think also they should have made a sequel with just different tracks. Yeah, like I mean, there are kind of sixteen really good tracks in there, but I don't really see why they couldn't have made additional tracks as kind of an, a sequel add on, whatever, a couple of years afterwards. Well, I think maybe the difficulty curve in Diddy Kong is tougher, or maybe just, I'm just bad at racing games, but it does, it did get harder. The, the different levels we unlocked them did get harder, and especially when you have to go back 
and get like the special keys and so forth and beat the bosses. It did get very tough for me actually. Um, do you want to hear about some sequels and spin-off games that were in the works? Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, so it was released, and actually after um, Diddy Kong Racing was released, huge success. Rare actually began development on a sequel. What do you reckon their sequel was called? Diddy Kong Racing Two. Eh, eh. <laughs> Diddy Kong Racing. God, it should be. It's actually. Do you know what? it's called? Donkey Kong Racing. How cool is that? And that was going to be released on the GameCube, which obviously ah. featured. Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong. So poor Diddy takes us. I assume he's still in the game, but Donkey Kong will be the main character. And actually, a pre rendered CGI video of the game was shown at E3 in 2001. Uh-huh. Um, and apparently, it showed a, a parody scene of Star Wars Return of the Jedi, but it was abandoned. The game was abandoned. Why do you think this game was abandoned? There's a good reason for it. Donkey Kong is already in another, arguably better racing game. No, that's not the reason I've got here. Because it's hard to top 100% reviews. So they decided <laughs> not to worry. <laughs> you What's the point? You've, you've reached your Is peak. it something to do with Rare? Correct. Did they? Um, what happened in 2002 them? regarding Rare? Went out of business? They were taken over. Taken over they were taken over by Microsoft. Ah. Now that's where... That thing, do you think uh, if Nintendo... Do you reckon Nintendo would let them use Donkey Kong? No. Mm-mm. So yeah, according to Lee Musgrave that we mentioned him earlier, the game would have featured unique mechanics which would have involved riding on animals rather than driving vehicles. Uh, and the player could switch between different types of vehicles mid-race. So larger animals could destroy obstacles whereas smaller ones allowed more manoeuvrability. How cool is that? So you could drive an os... I guess you could ride ostriches and zebras and yeah. elephants. Sounds so, complicated, but maybe it could have worked. Yeah. So we could have seen Whizpig come back. The return of Whizpig. The return... Yeah, Hope you're not riding Wizpig, but <laughs> <laughs> moving on quickly. <laughs> right, so uh, unfortunately, after it was cancelled, Rare, they actually created a prototype for the GameCube, which expanded into an adventure game, similar to the original setup of Diddy Kong Racing. Um, he, he basically stated that the concept was built from scratch and featured a limited multiplayer version at one point. The unnamed concept was in development for 18 months and evolved from being an animal-orientated racing game to an open world game with a Tamagotchi style features <laughs> in which nurturing animals was a key mechanic during this time. Um, so yeah, it was actually reworked. Donkey Kong Racing was reworked into a Saberman stampede, which was eventually cancelled. How cool is that? It's, I find that odd though. Six months to make Diddy Kong, 18 months to make Donkey Kong Racing, it was still cancelled. Mm. And they evolved it into this kind of Tamagotchi style racer. Pretty crazy. Sounds like uh, a lot of ideas, but not enough execution. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, aside from Donkey Kong Racing, another sequel to Diddy Kong Racing named Diddy Kong Pilot was planned for release on the Game Boy Advance. Um, it was again announced uh, alongside Donkey Kong Racing at E3 in 2001, and it eventually became Banjo Pilot. Why do you reckon they changed the Banjo Pilot? Same reason as the other? Yeah, they couldn't use oh, okay. Diddy Kong or Donkey Kong because, obviously, Banjo-Kazooie is owned by Rare. Yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. Um, yeah, the game Yeah, the, the game featured the ability to play a, a tilt function as well as a D-pad and came at least, contained at least five available tracks. So there you go. Um, what, but that, that was later cancelled, I believe, as well. So there you go. Not good. Was there any ever future Diddy Kong racing games ever, ever released? 
Poe. Oh. I'm aware of. Yes, there was. There was one eventually. An enhanced remake was made for the N60, uh, sorry, the Nintendo DS. And it was, oh. ki- uh, it was titled Diddy Kong Racing DS. Released worldwide in 2007. There you go. And how did that do? Um, I think it did pretty well, but this it basically had enhanced visuals, better frame rates, and touchscreen fun- uh, functions. Uh, new modes, which it had a few new modes, such as the player could create their own racetracks, customize their characters through recording voices and online multiplayer features. But it was mixed with uh, mixed reviews. Um, they thought the new additions were gimmicky and the touchscreen controls felt very, very sensitive or too sensitive, really. And there was a few changes to the people in this game. So which characters do you think were in this, this, this actual release? This is obviously when Microsoft owned Rare, by the way. The tiger one? Well, it's quite interesting. This, this is very weird, actually, because it, it kind of tells you which characters Rare owned and which characters were more owned with Nintendo. Oh, um... Donker. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a list here. It, it, it sh- it the based, Kremlin. Yeah, the games... Well, let me have a look. I've got a list here. It, it says that well, Banjo was in it, Conker was in it. Uh, they replaced Dixie Kong and uh, Tiny Kong. Uh, all other characters seem to have gone to Nintendo, even Tipped Up, although he appeared in Banjo-Kazooie. So even Drumstick. I think Drumstick wasn't in it, yeah. Oh, Not cool. He's my favourite. Yeah, we like Drumstick. Game the, I've never played. The best racer. <laughs> well, Adrian did tell you he was the coolest and best at racing. Exactly, I'm very shallow. He was. So he's all my favourite. Again, a, a character I never actually unlocked myself. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just speaking from just what oh, I've heard drumstick. online. <laughs> one day, one day you'll be out on my cartridge. You wait. Um, look, <laughs> I like Diddy Kong Racing. I will defend it. I know it's. It, it, we can have a massive debate about whether it's better than Mario Kart 64. I'm a huge Mario Kart uh, fan. I just personally think Mario Kart 64 is not one of the best in the series. I think it's probably the worst in the series. The worst I think there's the a lot. Series. Yeah, I think the Wii version of Mario Kart's brilliant. I think the Wii U versions are very, very good. Even the the DS version is very entertaining. Mm. I, I think, uh, and obviously um, the Double Dash on the GameCube is very good. I personally think if you want a racing game on the N64, you can't get much better than Diddy Kong Racing. Well, I think we only need to point to the relative amount of sequels, see which had the bigger demand. I mean, I'd like to think that there's space in the market for both games. I would so, too. I mean, they, they shouldn't be played off against each other, necessarily. Adrian. <laughs> and Rob. <laughs> well, look, I'd love to hear our listeners' comments. Do you have a personal favourite out of the two? I mean, I understand not completely similar games. They're, they, they're slightly different games, I would say. And they can... they can. Well, they can please everyone, I suppose, you can argue. Yeah. They can coexist. Apparently not, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to say goodbye before me and Rob get into fisticuffs over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ding, ding. Yeah, but guys, I hope you enjoyed that. And again, like I said, please come back to us and let us know which you think is the ultimate cart game on the N64. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch regarding this week's episode or anything else, you can tweet us at UK at Keith Barlow 82 and at Arcade underscore Adriano. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com slash UK. Please check out our website at arcadeattack.co.uk for lots of retro gaming goodness, interviews, reviews, features, top 10, etc. And you can also find all our previous podcasts there. Our podcasts are available to stream from the website and are available to download for free from Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes where you can also leave us a review and a rating, which we would really, really appreciate. So until next time, take care 
and we'll speak to you soon.